0: tonight to have Pastor Yanni bring the message. As most of you know, he is the minister of the new church in Ajax that we started in September of 2015. Uh, we call it Connect Church, Connect Church of the Nazarene. Blessings on you, Pastor Thank Yanni. You. Thank you. Amen. Well, good evening. It's uh, good to be with you as always, and. Um, um, uh, Every time when I preach, I like to just give you a little update how we are doing, because if I don't tell you, then how else would you know, right? And um, so um, we are blessed tremendously by our Heavenly Father. Uh, um, it's, uh, it's really good to see the progress, and uh, today uh, we had a privilege, and we, we had a really excellent time. And the reason for that, what I am about to share with you is, is really uh, just uh, praise God's stuff. That, uh, so this morning, um, uh, Pastor Jeremy was able to uh, be part of the worship team again, and uh, he, yes, and um, he was not standing, he was sitting, and he apologized for that, and we said, that's fine. Uh, we understand, but uh, he was sitting, and he was playing on the guitar, and uh, he was leading some of the songs, but uh, he said even himself that he, he was surprised that you know just it was exactly a month ago when he had the open heart surgery, and now he 's at a stage where he 's actually able to sing and uh, help the worship team so uh, we had a great time, obviously, our church really loved the fact that he was able to be there this morning and uh, Uh, We are thankful for for our Heavenly Father who provides for him and who heals him and who blesses him, and we are thankful for your prayers. Pastor Jeremy told me to to share this with you, that he he feels and he knows the constant prayer which which is coming from his church family from Rosewood, and uh, keep doing so, right, so he can heal up. Uh, uh, on a perfect matter. So it was an excellent service this morning. We had about 95 people, and uh, we had, uh, I, I believe, 20-something kids. And um, uh, yes, we have the same challenge as you here, that it's really hard to find find people who don't want to... Uh, it's not that they don't want to be in service, but who would like to serve during service time. So uh, I feel your pain. And uh, God bless you all, the work you are doing. And uh, we we are, all in the same way, we are in a process of trying to... Introduce and gr- and grab more people to just come and help with the children's program. It's going to be a blessing to you. It's going to be a blessing to the kids. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. But what can you do, right? You're trying your best. So um, so yes. Uh, thank you for your prayer and uh, praise God for all the all the wonderful things uh, happens at Connect. And we are going to have a potluck Christmas dinner in uh, in uh, two weeks from now. Now, actually, it's next Sunday, so uh, it's always a blessed time. People, for some reason, people like to be blessed to, you know, try other people's food. So everyone brings a little bit of something, and then, and then you have, can have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then after, usually, we go home stuffed. And uh, <clears throat> that's just, I guess, the way it is around Christmas. So um, tonight, uh, we are going to talk about... Uh, Uh, Psalm 150. So if you have a Bible, I would like to ask you to please open it up. The last chapter of uh, the book of Psalm, Psalm 150. And uh, today, at the second Sunday of Advent, we are going to talk about the topic of praise. And I'm going to uh, tie this topic with Advent as we move along So uh, would you mind stand please especially this psalm it really we cannot read this as we are sitting right we are talking about praising the lord all right praise the lord praise god in his sanctuary praise him in his mighty heaven praise him for his mighty works praise his unequaled greatness praise him with a blast of the ram's horn Praise Him with the lure and harp. Praise Him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise Him with strings and flutes. Praise Him with a clash of cymbals. Praise Him with the loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for your word. And we just would like to pray that you would open up our hearts, that you would open up our mind, that as we read and as we talk about your word, which is so powerful, which can transform our lives, our hearts, and our future, we pray that you would work. You would come and you would work in our hearts, Heavenly Father. We believe that you are powerful. We believe that your word is powerful. And now we just would like to ask that you would use your powerful word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So tonight, uh, as I said, we are going to talk about this psalm. And it's it's a it's a beautiful psalm. It's powerful. It talks about how and why and when uh, sh- should and how should we praise our heavenly Father. And uh, um, before we get into the details, uh, I want to a little bit talk about this word praise. What does this word really mean? We use this word a lot, especially at the, in a church context, and um, but we. I feel and I think sometimes that if we really don't even know what it means. Well, if, if we would look at a definition of this word, it, would, it, it is this. Express admiration of some, someone or something. And in this case, obviously, of someone because we are admiring our Heavenly Father. When we praise our Heavenly Father, we just tell Him that we love Him. We tell Him he appreciate Him. We admire all the things He has done in your lives, in our church's lives, and in others around us. When we praise Him, this is what we do. This word, what we can read in the original Hebrew text, this word can be found other parts of the Old Testament in a different stories, in different sentences, and it can mean others, other things as well. So I, I collected here a couple of things, and the only reason why I'm bringing these up, because I believe that, that they will help you to understand the, a little bit more about praising. If you translate this word in a different way, it could also mean shine. When we are praising God, we are shining in the darkness. When we are praising God, we bring Light in the darkness, because we live in a world which is dark, but we have a good source of light, which is our Heavenly Father. And as we are praising Him, we are connecting with Him, and we get His light in our lives, and we can be be that light, and we can spread that around us. When we praise Him, we are shining in the darkness. That was the first uh, also possible translation. The other one is, it could be also translated to boast. When we are praising God, we are boasting about Him. We are saying that He has done mighty and miraculous things in our lives. We are boasting about Him and we are just saying that He is awesome and He is great and He is glorious. So that was le- uh, letter B. And then the, the third, at last, letter C. Then. Um, we are praising God, we, uh, we sometimes act like a fool. And um, um, when, I, when I read that translation, I, I, was, uh, I, I was a little bit uh, shocked. But it, I, it made sense after all, right? When we are praising God, we are, you know, clapping or waving or sometimes dancing. People around us might think, mm-hmm, She's going crazy over there. She's acting a little bit like a fool. And you know what? That's fine. Because there are many, many different ways how we can praise God. And we will get into that details later. But uh, see here, we have here the word praise. And it means that we are shining in the darkness. It means that we are boasting about our Heavenly Father. It means that sometimes we look like fools because we are in love with our Heavenly Father. And we 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 can look like fools. And that's awesome. Um, so, yes, we talked about a little bit about praising. And here's a question what I would like us to think about and start off this, this sermon is uh, praising God characterizes my life? And maybe the answer is no, but that's fine. We are here in the Advent season when we can work on our lives. We are really looking into the future of the coming of Jesus Christ. We are in a, in a, in a season of preparation where we can really work on our hearts, on our lives, and we can change things. So if the answer is no for this question, then let's in the next two weeks work on it. And I hope that you will get to Christmas and you can say, all right, my life changed for a better. And now I can tell that my life is really praising God. Obviously, we will never be perfect and there's always room for improvement. But um, the praising God should be a priority in our lives. It should be a priority in our lives. How many verses can we found in Psalm 150? Look down to your Bible and answer the question. How many verses can we see in Psalm 150? Six verses, that's right. How many times uh, do we read or can we hear this word? praise in those 6 verses 12 almost more than that 13 in 6 short verse verses the bible tells us 13 times that we should praise our heavenly father so we can learn obviously from this that praising god should be a priority in our lives so instead of uh, having points, I I brought a couple of questions as we are moving along and talking about this Psalm 150. And my first question is, where can we praise God at this Advent season? Where can we praise Him? And in verse 1, this is what we can read. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heaven. So, first of all, the Bible says that we can praise Him in the sanctuary. We can praise Him here at church. When we come to church Sunday by Sunday, this should be our number one priority, this should be our main business. Yes, we come here to meet with others, to fellowship with our brothers and sisters. Yes, we come here to pray to God because we have issues, we have problems, we have needs, we have people around us who we love and who we want to pray for. But our main business at church should be that we praise our Heavenly Father. That's why we are here, that's why we celebrate Sunday by Sunday, because we have a God who is worthy, and we have to be here, and we have to praise Him. And as I said, yes, the church has our, our aspects, yes, we pray, Let's, yes, let we do other things around here, but again, the priority uh, it should be on praising our Heavenly Father. And then the, the second part of the verse says that we should praise Him in heaven. What does that mean? How can we do that? Are we in heaven now? Well, I don't think so. This Part of the, the, the Bible verse is talking about that how there are thousands of angels right now praising God up in heaven, so that, that is one part of this is this verse, and also if we, if we would look at this verse again in the Hebrew, we could translate that not just to heaven but to his handiwork. Heaven could be translated also as God's handiwork, which means uh, heaven, which means earth, which means everything what God created. Wherever you are, you can and you have to praise Him. So what we see here is that we have to praise Him in the sanctuary, in the church on a Sunday, but also uh, throughout the week, wherever you are, wherever your job or school takes you, you have to praise Him. When you, take, when you do your quiet time on a daily basis, this is what you should think about. Think about how generously and what, how, what He has done for you on a daily basis. And when you are thinking about what He has done for you, you are going to have uh, joy in your life, in your heart. You will be filled with praise and adoration towards your Heavenly Father. And there is this simple question. Just think about what is God doing in my life? And again... Uh, Our life is not perfect, but we can see Him many, many ways, how He is working and how He is our Heavenly Father and how He is good to us. Simple, right? One short question. What is God doing in my life? And if you do that on a daily basis, if you are trying to look at His mighty work in your your life, it's going to be a huge blessing to you, and that's how you are building up uh, something amazing in your life. So, yes, that's what you are doing on a daily basis. But then when you come to church on Sunday, that's when you can put the cherry on top of the cake. And I believe there is a picture there on the, on the next slide where you can see the char- cherry on the top of the cake. On the daily basis, you, you spend a little time with your Heavenly Father. You are praising Him, the things He is doing in your life. And slowly, you are baking, you are cooking this cake. By the time you get to Sunday... That's when it really gets things going, right? You have a worship team here, you are praising God, and that's when you can put that cherry on the top of the cake. But what happens if during the week you are not cooking that cake? Where are you going to put that cherry if you don't cook a cake during the week? There will be nowhere to place that cherry. So you have to praise God on a daily basis during the week. So when you are here, there will be a place for that cherry. Can I have an amen? Amen. All right. I wanted to see that you are alive and didn't fall asleep after Silent Night. (laughs) That was my concern. I was like, man, they chose that song just before my sermon. All right, but we are putting the cherry on the top of that cake. And I am just encouraging you, keep working hard. Because when you build little by little, that's when you can build amazing things. All right? We have to praise Him in a sanctuary. And we have to praise Him throughout the week, wherever we are. I found this quote I would like to share with you, which is amazing. And it's powerful. God's glory fills the universe. His praise must do no less. All right? Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, and uh, that's what everyone supposed to do, really praise Him, because His glory fills the universe. All right, let's move on. Next question. Why should we praise Him this Advent season? Verse 2 says, Praise Him for His mighty works. Praise His unequaled greatness. So first of all, letter A, we see that we should praise God for His mighty deeds. We should praise Him for all the things He has done or He is doing in our lives. If we would go through the book of Psalms, um, Psalms, uh, we would see that really uh, we can see God in our lives uh, uh, in 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 many ways in many parts of our lives. The Bible says that God is there when we are formed in the in in the, in, in our mother's womb. God is there when we are born. God is there when we are young and we are growing up. And he is giving us wisdom as we are growing up. God is there to protect us as we are getting elderly. We can see God's grace at old age. We can see that God is sufficient in a time of trial. Because God is there in every part of our lives. And we can see this in the book of Psalm. And it's awesome. We have to praise God for all He has done and all He is doing in our lives because He is doing mighty things. And especially at this Advent season, what I would like to point out that obviously we have to praise God for Jesus Christ. Now we are in a process, we are in the time when we are preparing, we are looking for the birthday of Jesus Christ, and we have to recognize that in this season, that Christ is the reason for this season, and Christ is the reason why we have forgiveness, and He is the reason why we experience mercy from our Heavenly Father, because of Jesus Christ. We should praise God for Jesus Christ. So yes, that was letter A. We praise him because of his mighty deeds. Letter B, we should praise God for his excellent greatness. We should praise him just because who he is. Our Heavenly Father is perfect. He is lacking in nothing. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He alone possesses immortality. And He is only the one who is worthy of our praise. This is what Revelation 4 verse 11 says. Worthy are you our Lord and our God to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things... And because of your will, they existed and were created. Praise God according to his excellent greatness. We just praise him because he's awesome. He does not even have to do anything to us. Just who he is, that's the fact that we have to praise him. So we talked about where and why. And now let's see that how can we praise him this advent season this is what we see in verse 3 4 and 5 these verses are to- they're talking about these these all these instruments and some of the instruments we know some we don't know but uh, i'm going to explain a little bit later what they mean and and what they used to do with them but before we do that, I'm just going to mention something. There is a song, uh, what I really like is the 10,000 Reasons. You know that song, right? It's a great song. But there is one line when we sing that I o- it always makes me grinch. And um, it's, the, it's the part when, um, you know, we are singing. Oh, I'm not going to sing to you. Okay, no, no worries. But there is a part there when it says, Sing like never before. And I'm singing like, singing like never before. And I look around and, and I was like, is this, is this really how we are singing like never before? I mean, I don't know how it, how it should look like when we are singing like never before, but this is, this is not it. And, um, and then I feel like, okay, if, if we sing that, we are praising God now like never before. We really should put ourselves out there, right? And... Um, but I guess it is just a, a little part of the song, but the song is great, I'm not taking it away of it, but I, it just makes me think that really, are we taking advantage of, of the opportunity we do have to praise our Heavenly Father? And sometimes we do, but sometimes we really don't. And again, we have to work on on prioritizing. We have to work on ourselves to make sure that we get the most out of the worship. We get the most out of the service. And and we praise God as much as possible, the best way possible, because that's how it should be. When we... uh, when when we uh, we are here at the at the service there are two aspects of the service there's a, obviously a festivity part there's a joyous part you know you we are we are enjoying ourselves but also there is a part is a fervency that you know we have to respect that god is here so there is two two aspects of the service and um and yes we have to we have to praise him just uh how we can and how he would like and how how is the best for us so okay so move on and let's see all these all these instruments we we read about this ram's horn what does that mean like they were like really using you know horn and uh, and this instrument wasn 't only for church purposes. people would use this instrument in other places outside of the church, so this represents that really whatever you have and whatever uh, you like, and whatever you enjoy, you can praise God with that. And then that, In the second or the next thing we see here, uh, it says tambourine and dancing. The, those were usually the women who would do that in the sanctuary back then. So it's, it tells us that uh, no matter who we are, we can come to our Heavenly Father and praise Him. So the bottom line here is all instruments, all people, every way possible we have to praise the Lord. And, uh, you know, with singing and music and uh, through our testimony and thanksgiving and through our, our prayer or sacrificial giving, it's always the bottom line is we do this to praise the Lord. I'm going to share with you another story. Um, back then when I started to um, attend Rosewood Church, um, and uh, I started to attend the services. You know, we would have um, uh, singing. We would have, you know, some uh, sometimes even dancing. And I'm, I'm not going to share again the story when Jimmy Lala was here. Because I pro- you probably heard that story way, way too many uh, times. But um, anyhow, you know, I'm sitting up there. I'm looking down. And everyone is getting blessed. You know, everyone starts to... Get the groove right. Everyone is. I I see clapping. I see people waving, and uh, even even it got to me as well. I you know I kind of had to stop myself you know, because you know if the movement starts, it's really hard to stop. So so but anyhow you know I'm enjoying myself too, and I look down. Everyone is just having a fun time, and and uh, I see a couple of people just standing straight. And and I'm thinking. All right, these people might be visitors. They don't know this is the time when you have to start dancing. The whole church is just going crazy, and, and these people are just standing like this. So, and, um, and and uh, and may, maybe they don't know what to do. Maybe they are they are not. Um, maybe they are new to your church, or, or or maybe maybe there is they just don't want to praise God. And um, after a couple of months later, uh, that's when, uh, when it happened that I got to know these couple of people. And as I am talking to them, and as I am getting to know them, that's when I recognize that the way they are praising God has nothing to do with their faith. And probably you, you figured out who I am talking about, and they are actually here this evening, the McClouds. Mr. and Mrs. MacLeod. You know, the whole church is going on, and, and I saw two of you just standing straight. And, um, and, and, and I, was, I, was, I was just, you know, didn't know what to do with it. But what, I'm, what I just would like to tell you, and what I just would like to share with everyone, but after getting to know you, you know, uh, I started to appreciate who you are. Amen. Just because... Just because you are not standing, no, you are not dancing, that doesn't mean anything. I started to see their faith. I started to see how much they are doing for God, how much they are doing for the church, and that made me made me feel bad that on the first on the first place, I I made a judgment based on the way they praise their heavenly Father. Are you getting blessed by waving your hand when you're praising your Heavenly Father? Wave your hand. Are you getting blessed by dancing during the service? Then let's do the dancing and praise God that way. Bless your heart. Are you most comfortable just standing there, but in your heart you are praising God? Then you are standing straight and you are praising God. There is no rules here. Here in the Bible, we see all these instruments and all the different people and all the different way how they were praising God. And it's true today as well. Whatever you feel the most comfortable with, that's the way you should praise your Heavenly Father. And you cannot judge others just because they are dancing, just because they are jumping, or just because they are not doing anything. All right? We see here, and this is the answer to your question. How can we praise him? Do whatever you feel the most led to by your heavenly father, but your heart always have to be there. Your heart always have to be there. And at last, the last question tonight, this evening is, who should praise him? Who should praise our heavenly father? This is what we read in verse 6. Let everything that breathes. Sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. I only want to mention one thing about this Bible verse, and this is this. Praising God has nothing to do with our feelings. It's not like I am feeling tonight or this morning to praise God. Praise is a matter of obedience to our Heavenly Father. It is the result of being willfully God-centered, In our thinking. If you are breathing. Praising God is not an option. This is our responsibility. It's not how you feel it. It's not like. Oh you are feeling it today or not. This is our responsibility. This is our duty. This evening. At this Advent season. I would like to encourage you. I would like to encourage you to put praising God on the top of your list, I would like to ask you that you would make that a priority because that's what God requires from us and that's what's going to be the most beneficial for you and for your family and for your soul. So I would like to encourage you to do that. And this uh, psalm, psalm 150, gives us an excellent ideas and excellent resources, the way and how and where and who can and should praise our Heavenly Father. I would like to finish with the last verse again. Let everything that breathes, breathes sings, sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. This evening, and today is a special day, because we are going to have the opportunity to come to God's table and celebrate uh, the Lord's Supper. When you are going to get that little piece of bread and that that little juice, that really reminds us what happened and what took place about 2,000 years ago. And when we are looking at them, that's when again we recognize that we have so much to praise God for. This reminds us of the blood of Jesus Christ. And the little piece of bread reminds us of his body, which was broken for you and for me. And his blood was shed for you and for me. So at this table, I want you to come, and I want you to praise God for Jesus Christ. I want you to praise God that through Jesus Christ, there is forgiveness, there is mercy, what we can take freely, and we can, uh, we can take it, and there is no cost for us. But it was really costly to our, to our Lord Jesus Christ. Before I invite you to this table, I'm going to read apart from our manual, and this is what it says. The Lord himself ordained this holy sacrament. He commanded his disciples to partake of the bread and wine, emblems of his broken body and shed blood. This is his table. The feast is for his disciples. Let all those who have with true repentance forsaken their sins and have believed in Christ unto salvation, draw near and take these emblems and by faith partake of the life of Jesus Christ to your soul's comfort and joy. Let us remember that it is the memorial of the death and the passion of our Lord, Lord, also a token of His coming again. Let us not forget that we are one, at one table with the Lord. You don't have to be a member here at Rosewood Church. You don't have to be a part of a Nazarene church. The only requirements that we have here tonight is that you have to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you do that, you are welcome at this table. And we would like to ask you now to uh, please stand. And as the worship team is going to sing... Um, that you can uh, come forward. You can take the elements. There's two. There are two options here. There are sealed cups, and uh, you have to peel it, and you will get to the piece of bread and the juice, and then there are.